Alright, it's uh it's eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. We're at Summerdale, we've been here an hour, rain has come and gone and it's probably gonna come again. Um the tournament is set up, there's gazebos everywhere. All we're waiting for is everyone to come. Mark, are you ready? We are ready, it's an exciting day, hopefully it goes well, fingers crossed being the first one. Um, couldn't be done without everybody this helps, I mean it's an amazing achievement by, again I think we've mentioned it before, it's always the same few that do it, which is always a shame, so, but it looks like there's more people turned up for parking, so we'll get the parking done and we're ready to go, so it's yeah, hopefully exciting, hopefully the weather's not too bad, it doesn't look like it's going to be too hot, which is great as well, so yeah, exciting times. Right, so two days ahead of us, this is the uh, Green Green Grassroots Football Tournament. Here we go. Hello, I'm Andy Glover, one of your hosts, alongside my regular co-host, Mark Grinter. Hello, Mark. Hello, Andy. Right, before we go further, I would just like to thank our sponsor, Rachel's Bookkeeping, for all of your bookkeeping needs. And we'll actually come back to Rachel later on as well. So, we're recording tonight actually in my kitchen, which is where we recorded the very first podcast. And I'm saying that because this is actually the last podcast of our first season. So that's quite a sort of symmetry there. Um, now, we're recording this here because my original idea of recording throughout the two days of the tournament just didn't actually go to plan. Um, the weather on day one played a significant part. And those who were there huddling under whatever shelter they could find at four in the afternoon will know exactly what I mean. But more so, it was just that Mark and I were too busy and had no time together whatsoever. And I'm sure that we'll, we'll come to that at some point during this podcast. Um, so let's start with some history. Fight Club JFC held its first tournament back in 1996 when we were still Summerdale Wanderers. The idea for a tournament came from me. Uh, I'm not trying to blame my own trumpet there, but it did. Um, I'd been running a team, my first team, for a year. Had entered loads of tournaments, and as Mark can attest to, just how many we used to enter when we were younger. Um, and at the end of my first season, which was the summer of 1995, I posed the question to the management committee, why didn't we run a tournament as a club? After discussion, it was agreed to go ahead. However... As a very junior member back then, I was still just 23 at the time and it was my first season, it was decided that someone on the management committee would organise it. Our treasurer, Richard Eaton, duly did so, and it was a great success. The following year, he said that he didn't want to do it again, and so I volunteered to take over, and have organised everyone held at Somerdale ever since. 13 tournaments between 1997 and 2011, then we stopped when the old Fry Club closed and the new Summerdale Pavilion was built due to our ability to park cars, and we'll, we'll cover car parking later, and had one more in 2019 at Manor Road, which one of the girls' managers, Ryan, organised, with the assistance of myself and another manager, Dave Francis. And now this one in 2023, which is our 16th tournament overall, but our first female only. Um... Two memories always stick out for me. The very first one, just 30 minutes before kickoff and we're setting up the goals. We only had the plastic Samba nets back then and there's a massive downpour and everyone just runs for cover into some of our lodge. And for those who remember 
Summerdale back then. You had the factory and you had Summerdale Lodge out front. And that's where we had our headquarters. And Everyone just dives in. And this is half an hour before kickoff and people are turning up and registering and we haven't got goals up. And that's about two minutes. I'm telling everyone we, we have to get back out there because in 30 minutes time, we're supposed to be kicking off and goals need putting up. So out we trudge in the pouring rain. And we do get them, you know, we do get them done no matter how wet it gets. But by nine o'clock, they're done. Every team's ready to kick off. And the rain had actually stopped and we had an absolutely perfect weekend of sunshine. And it, it was fantastic, to be honest. My other memory, and we'll go the other way with the weather for this one, was the 1999 tournament. I was filming parts of it for a college project from the balcony of the old club. And we had this severe thunder and lightning in the early afternoon of the Saturday. So much so that we're shouting into the PA system, just get off the field. Um, if you search YouTube with the words Fly Club Cult 1999 and watch part three from 1 minute 20 onwards, you'll see just what we mean. Um, believe it or not, after it all passed, the tournament resumed and we did finish. Although in fairness, teams who kind of realised they were out had packed up and gone and we were left with fewer teams to finish within the times we had. But um, that was my memories. And so... That's a bit of history, and now we'll look at the tournament that's just been done. Okay, so this tournament, looking at the origins of this tournament. So it initially happened, I spoke to you and said, why don't we do a tournament? Yeah. And, and that was, was it January? It could have been earlier. Could have Might been November, December, 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 yeah. And yes, yeah, so we, we discussed the idea of having a tournament, and of course the first thing you've got to do is get permission off the off the landlords off the landlords which has always been an issue since they've taken over um the new landlords who took over mm, 12 months ago yeah are more manageable and the relationship that we've built up as a club with them has grown a lot of that has been down to the girls section but generally as well we we now go in as a club, as people more regularly, after games and stuff like that. So bit by bit, we've got a more of a relationship with them. So we thought we had more of a fighting chance. And previously, where they have said, as landlords, that they wanted the parking, they wanted the food, the drinks and everything like that. And as most people know who run tournaments and lots of clubs know, the tournaments and the experiences for the kids is amazing. The main reason you do it is to help fund the club keep going and do stuff like that and I think there was one club that we were aware of that made between five to ten thousand pounds yeah I mean that, uh, I said I think I said to you before warmly but going back when I first you know, back in my, my first team John O'Brien who became the chairman he I used to chat to him regularly and he would say yeah they'd do their tournament and they'd rate yeah between five and ten thousand pounds a year on their tournament and it was the food and drink sales and that would basically pay for their their survival their pitches throughout the year yeah, yeah. so it is good I think we discussed you know for our first tournament to see how it would go and hopefully if we got permission from Summerdale um, and obviously, that, who's who's running it now? Saint Monica's. Yeah, because we've had the issues. I'm not blaming people like Aquaterra, who were the first <laughs> managers of the club, but they were very much. All you can have is the field. Yeah. Whereas the new, there's Saint Monica's Trust, who run it now, are are really good for us, aren't they? They've been they've yeah. been very open, very very sort of um, enabling for yeah, us. Yeah, they? they're very good, and not just 
for us, but for all their tenants, they know they try their best. They're trying to, you know, they're running it as a business to make money, and they they work well with the tenants, so they they are very. I mean, you know, it's a two way thing. You help them, they help, and it, it, it as a relationship. Certainly, over the last eighteen months, two years, is is grown and grown. So, yeah, which is good, and we decided, I think. Because, you know, again, in that sort of period, in the last few years, our girls' section has grown. There's not too many only girls' tournaments. I think there's only two that I'm aware of in the area, which is the Down End and the Bristol Ravers one, who have a girls-only tournament. So there was a, you know, t- to try a girls-only, and it'd be nice for the numbers, and we could see how it went. So that, that yeah. was the plan, that we'd go for a girls' tournament. So we, we went to them and they they said they got to run it past a higher committee. Was that the, that that was the response? Yeah, they said on a local level they were very keen. Um, then they have to get it from the area manager, then the grounds people because again, Summerdale is used for cricket, baseball was being used for golf. I think if it had been used for golf this year, which has been something which has gone on in years we probably wouldn't have got the tournament but they decided that they weren't doing golf anymore down there but there was a lot of other stuff that they do that you know they run baseball national baseball tournaments they do motorbike rally i mean there's all sorts going on down there um so they, they had to make sure a it fitted into their time scales b the groundsman was happy with it to have football down there obviously it's the off season um, and it, if it fitted in, so I think that they we spoke to them in January. They said, "Yeah, we could go for it on the dates that we'd given." Well, they didn't really give her dates by then. They said, "Yeah, we'd give it," um, but they'd speak to them. I think the end of January was the meeting. Mm. I think that meeting then got cancelled, and eventually the meeting and the approval didn't come through till I believe the last week of March. Yeah, and, and we're looking at the, the second weekend sort of the 8th and 9th of July. So it only gives us three months to get everything done. Yeah. But and then uh, for us, our decision is, we've only got three months. Do we do this? And it was 50-50. Because mm. you had to think of everything that we had to do. And this is, well, obviously, if we, we hadn't had your experience of running the other tournaments, it wouldn't have happened. I, th- I think, the, for me, what tipped it was the change in technology. Because I can remember organising those tournaments 15 years before. And I, I had a list of how to organise a tournament, what you had to do. And I went through it and I was able to scrub half of the things off because it's, you know, post out letters, <laughs> um, write out your, your fixtures, post out acceptance here. All that's gone now. It, it's, it's very much all send out the emails. You've got your fixture apps and everything else. So actually... Taking all that into consideration, it, it, it I wouldn't say it half the time, but it was like it's a lot quicker now. We you yeah. know, all the managers are on WhatsApp group with their uh, with their age group managers. We can get this out quickly if we can. Then actually we can we can do this. And I think that was my that was the the sort of the discussion I had with myself sort of thing. Yeah. As to, can we do this in time? And it, and it was like yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, that it. <laughs> And so yeah, so yeah, end of March, we went. We decided right, that's it. We'd get the messages out, get the managers. First thing we had to do is make sure we'd have teams entering. Yeah. So getting entries. So again, as I said, go back in the old days, and I'd have, I'd have the, I'd have the Somerset handbook, 
And in the Somerset handbook, you had every single secretary of all the youth teams across the entire county. And I'd, ha I'd have to put letters in cool. with entry forms yeah. and send letters to every single one, usually with two or three entry forms into every single one oh, and post yeah. them all out. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we would do. That, that's how we used to do it. And then we'd, we'd get, get a friendly team in the Gloucester League, say, can we borrow your, your handbook, please? And, and that's what you used to have to do. And, you, and that was the way it used to be done. Nowadays, completely different. So... Um, there's ways doing it, um, and I will admit to utter plagiarism. Thank you very much, Down End Flyers, because I plagiarised your entry form. I plagiarised a few things from you, actually, but thank you very much. So the entry form is now just a, um, it's a Microsoft Excel form and an online form. So you go into it, you fill out your name, your details, your fan number, your email address, number of teams you want to enter, all those sorts of things, and press submit. And the form comes through to us and I get an email telling me I've done it. And on and on there are details of how to pay. And all we did was we waited until the treasurer had given us confirmation that that team had paid. And then we sent them an email saying, thank you very much. We'll, we'll let you know in, in due course more details about the tournament. And it was, it was simple as that. <laughs> you know, yeah, was I, was really, I was really impressed at how much it had changed. I mean, there are other ways. Um, we look at some of the tournaments run in Wiltshire and further down south in Somerset. And they've actually got forms where it's completely done that way. You, you fill it in and you, you pay online through the, through the website. You actually fill your teams in. You actually, you know, your team sheet in on the same website. It's all done on this one form, yeah. completely automated, which we could look at in in the yeah, future. Probably. But obviously, this was, like I said, this was a, a proof of concept for us initially, yeah. wasn't it? But um, but for the for the first one, that's how we got entries in. Um, in terms of getting them in, the what I would call the usual suspects generally came in, with the exception of the under eights. Yeah, and I didn't understand that at all. No, don't, didn't get that as far as I'm aware. Our debates manager posted it in their group and did everything. Um, yeah, it was weird. I, mean, I haven't got an explanation. I think every other age group flew. And I know my age group, which is just one year above them. Yeah, yours I think, filled up first. Yeah, we were done yours filled up two first. weeks, three yeah, weeks. Yeah, um, mine, I think I was one or two teams away, but I knew that I would I would get them because I just hadn't... I hadn't pushed my age. Mine's the, sorry, mine's the under sevens, by the way. <laughs> I hadn't pushed mine because simply because I was concentrating on trying to get all the other teams going, but I knew that once I pushed it, I would get them in, and I did in due course. But the it was the older ones that came in later on. It was the, the 12s and the 14 and the women that did fill in last. But once once Kelsey, our women's manager, pushed it, in the end, we could have probably ran a second women's tournament. The number of teams that finally came in saying, is there room, is there room, is there room? We're like, really, really sorry, it's full. you know. And yet the youngest age group, after mine, the eights, yeah, we had, we had six teams. And we only asked for 10. I, mean, yeah. I thought 10 was a good number to go with. That feels a morning session. Yeah. And, excuse me, it was, yeah. Just bizarre yep. that that's the one. <laughs> that was the one that usually you... fills up the young ones. It does normally go quicker, so that what that was bizarre. Don't and, and as you said as well, for girls' age group, we, we picked that weekend because there were no other girls' tournaments no. around. And when I, and people who don't understand this, you look at boys' tournaments, and most weekends in and around a twenty-mile radius of Bristol, you'll find. 
three or four boys tournaments every single weekend from June and halfway through July for boys, right the way through. Yeah. Whereas for the girls, it's quite literally that weekend it's Down End, this weekend it's Ashton, this weekend it's Brislington, that weekend it's St Nick's, ah, oh, this weekend is going to be Fry's. You know, that weekend yeah. is going to be just a Rovers. And that's that's quite literally it. That's why we put, picked that weekend, because there's there's so few. We were able to do one... Oh, uh, sorry, Porter's Ed as well up at them yeah. in. But it's quite literally, mm. that's all there is. It is. I mean, the only thing I could potentially think, because we were late, and for the girls, like I said, because there is less, but I think there was the Downland one two weeks before ours. The week after ours was the Ashton one. And then the week after that was Bristol Ravers. And then that's it, isn't it? So that was it. We've got, well, potentially we've got the Whitchurch one in August. Oh, yes, we've got Whitchurch coming, yes. But I do wonder, maybe for that age group, if the teams had already signed up for Ashton and Bristol Ravers, whether they thought three weeks in a row yeah. potentially was too much. I, I, I don't know. But then saying that, the week after the Ashton one, that they, they struggled with certain age groups. So... It, yeah. it, it, it it's weird it's but it was that was the the odd the odd one out I mean all the other t- t- age groups filled up and like you said I think in a lot of the age groups we had teams on waiting lists yes so. we did we did we had waiting lists not, I said not as big in the end as the women but most at least I think at least four out of the eight age groups mm. we had a waiting list which was cool uh, you know, I I actually put on my group once I had enough, so I didn't uh, have any more yeah, entries. So I, they yeah. knew in my age group not to not to apply. Same with mine. So I probably could have got more teams yeah. in, and if I'd have been pushing it and had a waiting list, so. But that was really good. So yeah, so we got the entries in, and I think we had all the entries in. Cause we we in the end we pulled it. We we sort of kind of cut it, didn't we? In terms of the under eight, we said no, we're going to call it there, because we we actually worked out that with six teams in it would work out that they'd have one group instead of the two groups and they still have the same number of games as they would with the two groups in terms of how we were running it. They still get the same amount of game or amount of time we were going to give everybody. So we decided to call it there about, I think, two weeks beforehand. Oh, yeah, about and, that, I think. And we'd already had everyone else in uh, probably about two weeks before that as well. So a good month before the tournament, yeah. we had all our entries in, which I thought was really good, considering we only had three week, three months to organise it. I thought it was amazing, yeah. and that gave us that month then to know... To start everything else. To get everything into place. Well, everything else finalised. Yeah. We'd obviously been working on a lot of other things, one of which was trophies. Yeah. Um, so as a club, we use Fountain Trophies in St George. Shout out to Fountain <laughs> Trophies. They are brilliant. If you get one of the trophies, go to Fountain in St George. Very, very good. Um we we worked these two options um, because we decided to run a, both a cup and a plate. We decided we we're going to go for a cup with some slightly better medals, and then the, the plate with slightly lesser medals, and then a third set of medals, which were the partition participation ones. Excuse me. Uh, and fountain were absolutely fantastic. Gave us everything we wanted, everything we needed on time. It was just a matter of. Letting him know how many we needed, what style, what what colours, and it was a, it was easy really, wasn't it? Oh, they, they, well, you organised it with them. But he always has been. Because you know, you'll know. You know we, oh, we, trophies are fantastic. They're good quality. Um, we do. We use them for our presentations yeah. as well. So no, always come when we're, they're due to come. So yeah, amazing. We definitely use Frank Tin. 
And it's just a matter of, yeah, letting them know how many we needed. And, yeah, it was just, just a, organisationally, that was, that was an easy one to do. Um, another issue you have to do is paying for it. Yes. Sponsorship. Now, going back, going back to previous tournaments, we would occasionally go up and down like the high street and say that we're doing a we're doing a program. Do you want to put like an advert in the program, like a half page or a quarter page? And one or two would, but we wouldn't get a lot out of this. But one of our, in fact, the podcast sponsor. Thank you again, Rachel's bookkeeping. Um, she made it her mission to get wow. sponsors for as many of of the plates and cups as she could. And I think we were only three short, weren't we? I think she did an amazing job and mm. people like you know like Rachel and what she's done you know clubs and you're so lucky if you've got somebody like that um who does put us heart soul 100% gives everything and to get 13 sponsors I think it was 13 yeah out of the 16 which is and you know <laughs> it's phenomenal um <clears throat> and an amazing effort and you know, well, because we can't, so because we can't make, because we can't sell food and drink, we are basically in the path. We've always relied on entries and program sales, so to have that extra as well was phenomenal compared to what we've always had. You say that clubs need some of that. I go back to the previous, the first ten tournaments we did. We had a lady called Kerry, and she's like the previous version. Of Rachel, it's exactly the same. It's exactly what she did, and you need that person. You do. Who's going to go out and do those things and be there on the day, running this, running that? What do you need me to do? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But without that sponsorship, I mean, we still, I think we've we, we, we've turned a profit, which is fantastic. We yeah. still would have turned a profit. Yeah. But not to the degree we would no. have, because we, uh, I'm, I'm not going to broadcast the sponsorship. You know, this is this club finances. I'm not going to broadcast club finances on the podcast. But this has been the most profitable tournament we have ever run. Yeah. So one, that's fantastic for the club. But two, I'm quite proud that the girls have done that. Yeah, I mean, it, it is <laughs> an amazing achievement. Um, and I said it's all down to yourself, Rachel, well, and, the pe- and the people that were it's, involved. It's, it's for where we were to run this tournament and to be a thing is phenomenal and it, it gives Fry's JFC a platform now to, <clears throat> to hopefully go and expand and mm. be bigger now yes absolutely so so you've got you've got your entries you've got your trophies you've got your sponsorship but on the day nothing works without referees <laughs> now we were fortunate very because that this year we've put I think six, maybe seven of our players, of our players through the referees course. And so we were able to, I mean, they didn't have to do it, but we were able to turn to them first and say, do you want to do this? Because we were getting calls from other people saying, do you need referees? And of course the problem, and I'm not, I'm not going to say cause, I'm not going to cast disparaging remarks about anybody. But in terms of safeguarding and everything else, you at a, when they get at a game, the referee turns up, they referee, they go again. At a tournament, when you're there all day with all the people there, um, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to cast any aspersions against anybody, but you do have a slight, 
I'm not going to say concern, but there's that... There's that. If you don't know somebody... You don't know somebody, they're there all day, and they're saying, I want to come along and re- be there for your day. Yeah. Yes, they're probably there because it's a genuine, good money maker. Yeah, and it's genuine. But at the same time, if you've got your own people who you know, and you can get enough from those people to run to referee your tournament, it's better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're, you're, it's like I said, it's the safeguarding issue. It's everything like that and as I said if you know the people again it's something, something less you've got less to worry about because you know everybody who's there and as I said we were so fortunate we had the under well under 16s as they are going into this year I think they were the majority of our refs our chairman turned up and did a, a session yeah I refed you refed James Linden refed I mean, the only reason we had to ref, really, I mean, the chairman refed on one day, he helped out yeah. with the one, but the only reason the three of us had to ref was because of the, the the ladies. Yeah, the ladies. The, all the rest were done by the boys because they were the right age group. They they simply couldn't referee the ladies because of their age. Yeah, That's the right. only reason. Otherwise, they, they would have been able to do everything, wouldn't they? Yeah, and they were fantastic, and they refed all the games brilliantly. Yes, they did. I don't think we had... I think the only complaints we were getting off anybody were the ladies... Who are that slightly bit more mature and more demanding, shall we say? Or maybe it was because <laughs> us as adults were refereeing it. Maybe if the kids were refereeing it, they wouldn't have moved. Well, yeah, there might have well. been the quality in the referee, and who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but um, the, the, oh, the boys were absolute troopers. They really were, all the referees, especially, and, and I've alluded it to, to it in my introduction that Saturday afternoon when oh. it absolutely belted it down. Yeah. And just like, I mean, the, the girls themselves who played that Saturday afternoon, oh, I mean, we were all huddling. Uh, that control tent, I mean, you had you had parents, you had volunteers. I mean, so we, had, we had parents of one team just trying to shelter under the front of it. Yeah. And then there's girls from that team stood out front just jumping around in, in this absolute hammering rain, laughing about it. We were like, uh, are you nutters? And, <laughs> you the, know? and the lads were out roughing. And the lads were out roughing. And um, yeah, so they were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So the other thing that tournaments won't, won't function with, without, sorry, is volunteers. Now, we initially had an idea to get, I think, was it 20 per day? 20 for each session, I think, wasn't 20 it? 20 for each session. Yeah, so morning session on a Saturday afternoon and then, sorry, 20 in the morning, 20 in the afternoon and then the same on a Sunday. We didn't come anywhere near that in the end, did we? No. And we held a, we held a, we held a Thursday beforehand, we held a meeting at Somerdale and we were like, come on down, we'll give you all instructions. And when I came down, you were very disappointed. I know that's hardly any had turned up. Although yeah. when you worked it out, most had most, to work out, yeah. turned up just at, at, across the different time yeah. periods. And so they'd come and go on, come and go on. They had. But um, not enough. Or oh, we didn't think not enough. No. But I think come the end, it kind of worked out. You yeah, probably I think could have done with more. Certainly could have done with more at the end of the days. So oh, at the end of the day, certainly. But one of the key issues is, is car parking. And they were brilliant. Um, but and I think, we, as it turned out, for the number of teams we had, now, brilliant. and I'm saying this because, again, you go back to our original tournaments, we used to have, um, under say, under 7s, 9s, 11s, 13s and 15s, we'd have 16 teams at each, each age group. And it all come at eight thirty. We'd have them all there for all day, so you can imagine just how many were turning up yeah. at that time. Whereas the, this, the way we did it this time, we would just have in 
two age groups in the morning. Yeah. And only eight teams. Uh, sorry, only ten teams of ten each. Max, yeah, so, so it 20. was nowhere near as many. So no. as it turned out, the numbers we had worked out. It worked out. We had, we had to have one... On the first morning, it was me, wasn't it? I was at the front of Somerdale. Yeah. Because we... That was the issue. It was, it, this is volunteers. We're moving on to parking as well. So we're going to cover parking here as well. So the volunteers had to... First of all, and the first thing they were doing, so I was at the front on a Saturday morning, and we've got Park Run, yeah. we've got another, we've got Red Falcon who also trained there, yeah. they had training, because we can't say to them, by the way, we're here, you can't train, we can't no. tell them that, and baseball were also there for practice, and then we're there, so as they're driving down, we're basically saying, if you're not <laughs> here for the tournament, please can you park in the upper car park? So I'm at the front saying, yeah, who are you? Yep, yeah, left, who are you? Yep, yeah, right, <laughs> left, right, left, right, shake all about. Excuse me. Oh, and a few of the, um, oh, what's it called? The Somerdale Gardening Club. Oh, they were there. A I- few, yeah, a few of them came down as well. So they were, so we, yeah. and those people as well. So that was on Saturday morning. And so I then direct them, and then Justin was along on the edge of the, the school. So he would then direct them there down the road. And then we'd have three or four stood waiting then to sell the programs and direct people to where they were parking and so on and so forth. <coughs> so that was, that was the Saturday morning. And then parking, I, I mean... Again, I think it was okay because you, you go back again, you go back 15 years and we used to use the top top club and it had a massive car park. But we had, as I said, we had five age groups, 16 teams turning up at each age group and we used to fill up the top car park. And for those who know it, it was a huge car park. Then we'd fill up the bottom small car park and i say the bottom small car park that's where the current main club car park is now it was smaller then but there was an area there and then we'd move them into the bottom car park and there were times we filled up all three car parks we had 192 teams (laughs) at one tournament that's how big it was it was absolutely huge and they were there all day um so we were moving them around trying to park everyone so we had to have absolutely that many but um so we were, we were quite literally managing people into every single parking spot we could. Plus, we had factory workers back then. So we weren't allowed to use the first three rows because there was um. factory workers parking. Weddings were on. All that sort yeah. of thing. We had to leave spaces for the wedding. Um, so, But this time, it was very much... We knew we had enough car parking spaces. Yep. So it was just a simple matter of once you've take, you know, paid for your programme, find yourself a parking space. And they were pretty good, weren't they? They were it, it, amazing. So everyone that volunteered, who did the car park and who helped do the car parking over the four sessions, amazing superstars. Did not hear, well, there were hardly any complaints. No. And the only complaints was that a couple of them were too generous where people didn't have cash on them and said, okay, well, they were, you know, I think that was two or three. And somebody from one team complained that somebody got it for £2 rather than £3 because, how, how come they get it cheaper than me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like really. Well, I mean, because again, our philosophy at Fries is, you know, you could almost recommend three pound. I think next year, 
due to things we're not going to say it's parking it's going to be for entry and mm. and for stuff and it would probably be a recommended three and hopefully- I mean you think yourself lucky Port Z was five pounds I think a few are five pounds yeah think yourself lucky so <laughs> so I think you which know, I, I, don't, I don't object if they say it's no. five pounds because everyone knew in advance I mean Port Z we all knew in advance yeah. it was five pounds I let my team know fine I've got no issues with that no. that's what they're saying because these clubs have to make money to survive it is that's a, why you run a tournament to do this. So that's I got no issue with that. No, everyone knew. Um, so the volunteers, okay, the parking was, was fine. It all worked out okay. I mean, the afternoon we had cricket, but of course we, again, we are we were up there. And we were asking cricket to go one way and we go the other. I don't think it worked out so well in the afternoon. I I wasn't up there directing that. No. I don't think they were parking them so well and they were going left and right. I think we had, but there was certainly an issue with one cricket team who always said they, they parked in the lower car park, which was a bit of a problem. There was the school summer fate going on. Oh yeah, on a Saturday afternoon we had the school summer fate yeah. as well. So but it, I think also though, I think Saturday afternoon people who would, because I was there yeah. by then down in, down in the control area, whoever was up the top outside the club, they weren't Parking, As, they weren't directing them no, left and right. It was it something something did go wrong, and again, you look at anything, and we'll, we'll learn on that. It's nothing because fair, isn't because it? yeah. obviously the bottom car park, they didn't have to go via the, the cricket pitches when they were being parked at the top one. They were literally walking in between two cricket pitches going on. <laughs> so by the time you know that was saying chaos, but again, like I said it's all a learning. It was our first one. Mm. I mean, hopefully we got the dates in. You know. The next one. Next one in early, and we can maybe organise yes. something with cricket. Some volunteer, yeah, yeah. some volunteers, and then what we ask the volunteers to do then, especially on certain on Saturday morning, it, I don't think it works so well on the Sunday. I don't think we have so many volunteers on the Sunday, no. but we ask them to then basically go round the pitches and just be support yeah. for the for, certainly for the for the referees because they were younger. I, I certainly wanted an adult around each pitch because yeah. basically we'd had four adult volunteers doing the parking. Can you now be one per pitch to be there? And if there's any safeguarding issues, that referee's got someone to turn to. Yeah. And I thought that worked really well as well. It did. <coughs> yeah. And and there was somebody there on each pitch. And fortunately, certainly football issue and wise, there was no incidences where yeah. there was a safeguarding thing. No. Um, there was one thing which is being sorted. Mm. So, but um, yeah, no, it was all good. And then on the Sunday. Uh, Sunday was slightly different. We managed to get some helpers. It was different helpers on the Sunday, and these helpers weren't able to then stay. Um, I think two of them parked, but then had to leave. Yeah. No, actually, if I remember rightly, at one point, all four of the people doing parking were all either your team or my team yes. who were kicking off at 9.30. And it was like, okay, I'll come over and relieve you. You go and set my team up. And then you can go and help set your team up, and you can, you, and, and then someone else, luckily, then one or two did turn, other helpers did turn up, but um, they were only going to stay to the end of the parking. They weren't yeah. then going to come over and assist around the pitches, but yeah. at least they got the parking done, yeah. and we were able to come over and set our own teams up at least. Yeah. And that was, that was disappointing compared what, considering what we'd done on a Saturday, it was disappointing we didn't have the volunteers, especially yeah. as we'd volunteered and supported their teams. Yeah. It, it, I'm not blaming those people, but <coughs> people from those teams, because those people did at least turn up, but volunteers from those teams, perhaps, you know? They were, they were, again, not enough. There is one of these things, I think, 
Because me and you are running around trying to set things up, and me and you are thinking, well, who's going to run my team? Team, and I mean, I, I, I was at a point where I was thinking, am I going to have to leave it over within my team? Am I going to have to leave it to, like, to Liam, to Marios, to Phil, to to run the team, and I just be volunteering all day? Yeah. As it happened, enough people came down, and I was able to get away. And I think actually, I wasn't able to. I wasn't there in time to take a team photo, which I like to do. But fortunately, Marios did that. But I was able to watch my game, so I was quite pleased about that. But I mean, I think you you missed a few of your games. Didn't I missed you? all of my team's games. You missed all did you? I refed. Oh, yeah. Of course, you refed. Yeah, you had to referee. Yeah, so I I I don't I didn't I think hmm, I refed one of their games. I think, mm. but the others, no, I didn't I didn't get to see them, and that that and I didn't. <clears throat> my daughter wasn't due to play, but she ended up playing. I only saw she was fortunate. She got to the plate final with her team. I was fortunate enough to watch that. Otherwise, didn't watch her play the whole tour. No. Yeah. Again, I think I refed one one of her games, and then got to the. Um, I did manage to watch them in the final, so which was nice. But had we had more support helpers, especially from those who we'd helped on the Saturday. Yeah. And again, I'm not naming necessarily say a manager or two because those managers had come down and helped. Yeah. But perhaps volunteers from those teams. Then yeah. would, they they could have then come down and helped us on the Sunday, and we could have watched. And that, and that's what you need generally as well. I mean, yeah. But I mean, I think you, it, you it, live it, and earn. Even it, if it just been people going around the pitches, to be there as that safeguarding. Again, there was no safeguarding issues on the Sunday. No, no. But had they been there for that safeguarding support, which is what we'd given them on the Saturday. Yeah, it's again, it's unfortunate, and it's a general thing. I think with a lot of these sort of clubs. That these parent parents until you actually volunteer and know what goes behind, people don't know. I think a lot of you know parents do think that, that I don't know how they think it happens, but it it just all appeared and the people there would. Just, I, it but yeah. Until you do it, I don't think you realise the amount of time and effort that goes into to in these sort of clubs and what people do. So. It is difficult to try to explain to them. I don't think you'll ever get that. I think there's... I mean, you you strip it back with, like we said, with other things. And I think once they become certainly under eights, under nines, you can get parents and they, they drop them off and you don't see them for two hours at training and stuff. Yeah. So to expect them to then turn up, it, it won't happen. A lot of them think, oh, I swear a lot of people think that we get paid for it. Yeah, we. I know, but I mean... You can also say that about the managers. I mean, I, you and I know that there was, it was one of the three presentations we had where, you know, we're, we're down there, well, actually, no, more than one presentation where even the managers were turning up, like, oh, you've you set the medals up for us. Oh, thank you. And then even the presentation itself, the manager, some of the managers are over drinking and we're like, it's your turn to do your presentation. Oh, it's my turn, is it? Seriously, what are you doing? Yeah. There's just no involvement whatsoever. You know, there's a, there's a group of managers take, stood together, taking their turns to go up and do their bits. Sorry, we're digressing. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's that complete lack of involvement, yeah. lack of engagement, or lack of even awareness of what everyone else around them is doing and getting involved to be part of this club. Uh, so we are digressing. I'm yeah. sorry. We like doing we, this. We've, we've got, but as I said, so for a tour, going back to the tournament, yeah. unfortunately, you will get your core people. You'll get, I mean, as I said, I think in the photograph that you've taken on it, there's five or six that did literally from seven o'clock, six, seven o'clock on Saturday morning, all the way through to eight o'clock on Sunday night. 
Um, and then there were at least probably there were at least two others who weren't there in that photo yeah. who, who had to go I think just about two hours three hours two hours before the and then there were people I'd been there all day on and both other, days other, yeah. and probably about another five or six who given up their weekend you know probably 10 hours of their weekend well, like, uh, for instance Justin wasn't there in that photo but yeah. he'd been there the whole of the Saturday yeah whole of Saturday um, you know I think my wife Becky done the whole of Saturday yeah. she was poorly on the Sunday Rachel's no, no, she she'd gone early on the Saturday. Saturday, early, probably, or, but she'd yeah. come back down on the whole of the Sunday yeah. as well and helped. Yeah, and then, absolutely. And then there was Rachel's husband James. He did all of Saturday, most of Sunday, most as well. of Sunday. Absolutely. So, so, there, so there was a core of about a dozen. Um, and from what I can gather, speaking to other clubs, it's the same at every club. Well, this is exactly yeah. what I was going to say to you. You go back to the first 10 or 12 tournaments and that is exactly it. There'd be this core of seven or eight people. But I think I've said this to you before. Actually, what you do get is you get a good camaraderie between that bunch of people. Yes, you wish there were more people amongst you doing it, but that group do have a really good camaraderie amongst yeah. yourselves. And you, you, you kind of, once the next tournament comes around, you look, look at each yeah. other and go... Do it's it again. Be, it's going to be Should us we do again. it again? Yeah. yeah, come on, let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so moving on. Fixtures. Now, as I said earlier, I used to have to... I've got an Excel spreadsheet on my computer that's been there now on my computer a good 20 years, and it's got various tabs of one group of five, one group of five on two pitches, two groups of five on two pitches, two groups of six on four pitches, four groups of six <laughs> on four pitches, a group of eight on two pitches, two groups of eight on four pitches, you know, and all that. And that's what I ha- used to have to do. I'd have that and then I'd, for every single age group, fill in the entries. And I worked it all out properly so you wouldn't have two games in a row, you wouldn't have too big a break and all those things, no matter how many teams we had from four teams to eight teams to 16 teams, I used to go to that Excel spreadsheet and that would be the fixtures and I put it in the program, we sell the programs, everything else. Now, I've just got an app. Daddy's <laughs> and fair sight to Will, I think he knew about these apps. Well Will knew about the app, but actually it was Ryan. Maybe it was the it was the twenty nineteen tournament and it was right yeah, Will had come to us with an app. But Ryan had used it. Ryan, no, he, and, and, and I said, well, have a look at this app, which we used in 2019. And when he did, he goes, oh, that's a good one. And yeah, it was actually Ryan. The tournament in 2019, Ryan had found the app and it had actually, done, it had actually print, it prints, your, it prints your referees cards, it prints your match sheets, it does everything for you. So when Will looked at it, he was like, well, that's really good. And so, yeah, Will, Will did a fantastic job. He did all the fixtures. Initially, it, it did what some other tournaments did, which when you put two teams in, they put all the fixtures together. So if you've got two teams, they play at the same time all day. And I was like, oh, I don't like that. Because if you're trying to watch, if, you've got, if you're trying to run both teams, or even if you've got two managers running it, you still want to watch both teams. Mm. And he was able to play around with it. So instead of playing together, it was one after the other. Now, the, the problem with that is it then did move you around the pitches. But... Okay, so you move around the pitches, but at least you get to watch all your games. Mm. Um, but Will did a fantastic job. He, he played around with the app. But the good thing about the app, of course, is if at nine o'clock on the Sunday morning or the Saturday morning, you've got eight, ten teams coming and one team don't turn up or two teams don't turn up and say they're in the same group and you're looking at one group of five and one group of three, you key into the app, two groups of four, please. 
da-da. It does it there and then. You republish it, and everyone goes, ah, two groups of four, and these are the fixtures. It just does it there and then. Yeah. I I can remember um, going back and at one tournament, and we had one group of eight, and um, another team had turned up. (laughs) And it was completely my fault. I just missed this extra team. Now, as it happened, uh, we had a group of we had a group of five girls starting at 11 o'clock and this was starting at nine o'clock. So I very quickly sat down. I'm in the change room. It's 8.30. I'm in the change room down at Fry's in the bottom change room. All the, they're all warming up and I'm rewriting. I'm writing out very quickly a group of nine fixtures to fit them all in. To, to just write, you know, 1v2, 1v3, 1v2, and then wrote them all out and goes, right, there you go. And, I, uh, and we said, right, these are the new fixtures. And that's why I had to do it. And luckily, because we had this group of girls starting at 11, we had this spare pitch that wasn't being used till 11 o'clock. And so these extra that's games just there. managed to fit in on this oh, other pitch lucky. so that the rest of the thing ran to time. And that's what you used to have to do back then. Yeah. It was like, oh my word. And I did have to rewrite another one. And there was another one where we had two groups of eight and I was up doing car parking at the top. And we had walkie-talkies, but no one called me. And two teams hadn't turned up. But rather than say, okay, we're going to move you across, they just said, okay, well, that group's got six and that group's got eight. And it was horrendous because this one pitch <laughs> had, had massive gaps on it. And they were just sat on one, and there was this one team who sat round for two and a half hours Blimey. with no game because they had two games in a row with no game. And it was just like, and they were like, this is rubbish. Yeah. And had I been there, or had they at least called me, I'd have come down and said, right, you cancel that team, and there's two groups of seven. So, easy. Yeah, easy. But. They hadn't done it. They just like, oh, well, we just put out. So, uh, yeah, so the app, fantastic. Ooh, ooh, Mark's, Mark's watching. Oh, God, the phone. Oh, he's got the phone on. Mark's got his phone on in the background. Apologies. He's, and he's now, he's now frantically playing with it. There you go, sorted. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, um, this, this app's fantastic. And it was a QR code, wasn't it? Yeah. It, 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 to be honest, it was a QR I mean, I am not the most, as the phone going off there, the most technically gifted. And me and technology don't get on, but the, it, the apps are awesome for these tournaments. Not only does it help with the fixtures, makes it easier, you can change things about. Everybody's got the app, so the scores are updated. So everybody knows what's going on, where they're going, what happens when the, where they are on the table. You're not getting... <coughs> We've been to a few, and you're, the amount of people that are around the control tent looking to see whether they what's going on and where they are, and are they through, aren't they through? Didn't have any of that with the app. It's mm. just, oh, right, we finished third, we finished second, right, so we're into the cup, we're into the plate, or fifth. And that was it, job done. And and normally, by the time the refs, I mean, it was all right, we've confirmed where we are, the teams were already there, ready to go. Yeah, and shout out to Rachel and your wife, Becky, because they sat, certainly on a Saturday, and I think, and it was Will on the Sunday. They sat there all day and just keyed in all the results. And so everyone was just there going, oh, there you go. Scores are in. Yeah. And all the scores were going in. And the only mistakes we had were the referees the ref, not writing them down properly. I think they got two or three got wrong. two wrong. But that's, again, that's really good because everyone's looking at their phones. Everyone's looking at the app. And they can quickly see, oh, that score's wrong. And they'll come yeah. back and say, oh, by the way, that score's wrong. We call the ref over. Oh, yeah, sorry. I've, you've misread my writing, whatever it was. Job done, and that was very quickly changed. And yeah. That was just amazingly done. So, 
definitely, definitely the future. Yeah, oh, definitely. That is one technology that works. Yeah, so not we and have, improves. We didn't have VAR, did we? But that one we did have. Yeah. So I said some tech. Yeah. Okay. So what issues did we face? What issues did that we, we haven't discussed, or have you think we have discussed them? I think because obviously the volunteer lack of volunteers at certain times we have yeah. discussed. Um, the rain didn't help. The you rain can't, didn't. You can't affect that. No, unless we can ask Summerdale for a roof, a retractable roof. <laughs> I reckon cost-wise around that to cover the whole area, hundred million might cover it. Yeah. But but I don't think that's going to be realistic. So. Yeah, like I said, it is, I think, which we've discussed with other things and without going off topic again, is the volunteers. The more people that do it, the easier life is. So that would be lovely to have more volunteers. I think we've discussed the time issue. We've got, scarily, we've got a year to organise it this time around. We only had three months, so in theory, it should be three times, four times as good because we've got a lot more time. Um, So time was an issue. Well... If, if you're gonna, if we're gonna go bigger, then suddenly we're looking at more referees, yeah. more volunteers. Everything gets does get harder. So yeah, no, that be will, interesting. That I mean, will create its own issues as and, well. And due to the success of this tournament, I know the other um, youth club that are at Summerdale Red Falcons are doing a. I've been told a very big tournament now next summer. That'll be interesting how they get on. And obviously our boys section want to get involved. Mm. Um, whether whether it's, whether they try to, whether we try to look at doing a joint one or look at doing a boys one and a girls one. I think a separate one is. Yeah, because I think that's the problem. Our weekend, I know there's at least again, as I've said before, three other boys ones at the time. Whereas when we used to run a boys tournament, it was always the last weekend in May, that bank holiday, yeah. and there was never another boys no. tournament around, which is why we always used to go that weekend. Yes, you might lose out some teams because it's the bank holiday, but we never had problems filling it. There's always enough teams coming in, and that's why we always chose that weekend for our old tournament. So I think that would be, for them, that would be the better option. Yeah, but again... If, if Summerdale were to do the pitches at that time of year. Again, we're there at the thing, though. Um, heading into August by the time it gets all set up and things I don't the boys I think unfortunately if they haven't got it organised the next month or two it won't happen I tell you there were we did did have some other issues actually because we were so late doing it we had to be right out in the fields which meant as we said, there was cricket on. So, in terms of toilets, yes, in terms one. of uh, it's not the our food, issues as such. The food, food, toilets. Drinks, everyone had teas, to coffees. walk on a Saturday afternoon between or round. Well, they tried to walk between. We had to stop them, yeah. but around the cricket squares, right, sorry, circles. But the rest of the day, you're still having to walk. Good hundred meters, hundred hundred and fifty, and so Summerdale Pavilion would have made a lot more. They would have made more at their bar with their teas and coffees, if yeah. we, if we were closer. They didn't take as much, unfortunately. But but it's also an issue for us, I think, because that I think reputationally it doesn't look so good for us that we were so far from, yeah. from toilets and amenities. And I think that was some of the feedback they were getting yeah. is you're, you're so far from drinks, you're so far from toilets, and uh, yeah, I mean. <sighs> It was an issue of us because because we were so late. That's all we could get. 
Yeah. Now, hopefully, if we now by going in so early and by and Fies, someone else seeing just how much people there, what they can do, we are going to say well, this needs to be right, right outside. outside. And they can do it. I mean, it, it'll all be down to the cricket. I mean, it is the joys of sharing. Um, there was not our one. There was um, a weekend after a boys' tournament with Bitten did it. Um, so they cancelled their cricket and stuff like that and they had car parking they had car they were even run more unfortunate car parking on the grass and stuff so when the cricketers went back two days later because it had chucked it down another it's obviously been raining a lot in july it was all cut up and as far mm. as i'm aware they've had to cancel two weeks of cricket after because mm. it was just a mudfield. Yeah, that's that's the problems, you know. So I mean, and again, so it's not just Summerdale and Fries. A lot of the clubs now is shared, you know people have got to make money. So it is with cricket, it is with other facilities, it is being used. So I can remember. I think I think Nicholas Wanderers used to play there, Dundridge Playing Fields, and I, but I can't remember if it was Nicholas Wanderers tournament, but there was one year there, and it hammered down to the point they cancelled the Sunday completely. And on the Saturday, people were worried because it was all parked on the grass. The to- if you've ever been down Dundridge, playing no. fields, down just in, through Hannam, up the hill to the lights, turn left down the hill, right, there's the playing yeah. fields. And the car park is big enough for 30 cars. Yeah. And they do this huge tournament and you're on the grass. Yeah. And um, it hammered it so much that you, you're like... Am I going to be the driver out of the office because wheels are spinning on the grass? Yeah, and yeah, I, I heard that the Sunday had been cancelled, and that can happen as well. It, it happened the Mangotsfield tournament the weekend just gone. The Sunday morning session was called off. Really? Yeah, they did. So that was two age groups. I think three age groups. Obviously, they've been planning it for so long, and they lost. So I mean, hopefully they they managed to cover their costs because the other three sessions went on. But yeah, unfortunately, Mang- I'm poor Mangotsfield. They have all issues at Pomfrey Hill, and again, being a public playing field and stuff, they I know they've had cars drive over their pitches, oh, and exactly. so then to get bad weather. But again, they share with cricket as well. Mm. So right. anyway, anyway, so setting up, yeah, setting up itself was okay. Yeah. We had no issues with it because you you were down there, I think, on the first day at. 6.30. I was there at 7. Um, it could have done with a few more people in terms of making it go quicker, but we had, I think we had any issues. We, no, we were there. Of, we were there and ready. We were set up by 8. In fact, I think the first car, I because I, 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 like I said, I was at the front directing traffic into which car park, and I logged that first car, excuse me, coming in at 8.20. Yeah. And we told them to be there. Nine, ready, bear in mind, I say 8.20, Register at nine for a nine thirty kickoff. Eight twenty, the first car turned up. Yeah, but Mark was there at six thirty, and I was there at seven. Yeah, I think Will was there at seven. seven Rachel, Rachel was there at seven. seven. Um, one James. or two others were there. Yeah, at seven. yeah we were there set, setting Mario. up. So um, yeah, and but we okay, didn't it? Because we we just we set up a few gazebos, a few gazebos, control we... point. Um, thank. Um, Dave in Summerdale Pavilion was was really good, really helpful to us, especially on the Saturday. Um, I really have to apologise, I don't know the name of the lady who helped us on the Sunday. She was excellent help staying late to keep open for us to put things away. But um, no, setting up was really, really good. 
Um, just again, the only issue again was just the distance. We had to carry everything down. Yeah, um, that was that was a problem. Um, again, do you, which so I suppose the issues and stuff with another issue I suppose was unfortunately lovely Summerdale, and I think everywhere. Obviously, it was so wet in July, but June was so dry. Um, where we wanted the four pitches, we had to have three pitches were close to each other because where it's been so dry, there was cracks everywhere. So obviously, the safeguarding of the players to make sure we didn't get any injuries and stuff. The fourth pitch was a good seventy-five meters away from the yeah, other three. Yeah, it was. Um, but that we wanted four four little squares. Yeah, but again, that was unfortunate because the safety of. Yeah, because our initial thoughts, our initial, if I remember, our initial thoughts were going to be this, this square of four pitches with the control point actually bang in the middle, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I do it, you know, so we were right in the middle looking at everything, seeing everything, or either that or at the base of the four. And in the end, we had one to our left, another one beyond that, yeah. one out in front of us, and then the fourth one kind of off to our right <laughs> side behind us, but... Sort of like you said, 60, 70 metres yeah, away. It, was a, it wasn't ideal. But, I mean, it worked, but it, it, it was done, like you said, for the safeguarding. It was, yes, for safety and one of those things. So. And we had buckets of sand. You can remember well, buckets yeah, of buckets sand. Yeah, buckets of sand. I was the down there on the Friday. And that was a waste of time, but I won't be doing well, but, after, <laughs> well, you were after the, after the rain that came. I must yeah. have washed it all away on the Saturday yeah. afternoon. So, but, yeah, it was good. So the setting up was... Went really well, and again, everybody who turned up early gave I mean, well, my fair shape. I mean, I set, I, I have, I've had a gazebo since we were under sevens. Yeah. I set mine up. Um, Will set his up. Mine was in the bin by the end of the Saturday. Yeah. Will's had to take his down three quarters of the way through the yeah. Sunday and take part, take one of the legs to a, somebody he knows you can do make a replacement. That's how bad the wind was. Oh, it was shocking. And, and I don't think we've mentioned yet, but a fair play to Nikki from our under... Well, be the under-11 girls this... She did her tombola as well. Oh, Nikki was fantastic. Yeah. Well, Nikki's oh, husband was there helping... Yeah, he was brilliant with his van, got the tables and did parking. They did parking all day volunteer. So, but yeah, absolute, Nikki was absolutely fantastic, wasn't she? Yeah, amazing. Because not just running the tombola, but helping out in any way she could. Yeah, yeah so... Absolutely shout out to Nikki as well. We haven't mentioned her. Ran Tombola both days, and but not just that. Just said, you know, anything you guys need, she was there Fant- for. Yeah, a fantastic person to be um, part of it. So they really early. So that was setting up. Right, so running the day itself. I mean, I think it went really well, didn't it? Yeah, I think we've covered most of it. Mm. The general feedback I said for our first tournament was. Nobody had any issues. I mean, you 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 probably have got the best feedback in terms of running the day because I think on the Saturday Becky did did a lot of it. So in terms of I suppose in terms of running the day, it's things like you coming in, you register, and then the refs come in, you give the results, you update the app. So I mean, Becky did a lot of that. I mean, did she give you any indication of how that went? Was it, it was quite easy to it, do? Yeah, it was easy. I think you. I mean, I think we had a generator to make sure that we had power for everything. That that was loud. That that was the only issue she had. Mm. I think they had with it. It said it just went smoothly, and I think you you can gauge that by the only time the control tent was with people was when it chucked it down with rain. Yeah. When it was dry, there was nobody there. Yeah. Yeah. At any point, no, we had nobody there asking questions. How's this? When's this? I think generally most teams. We're happy with the weights between games. It ran so smoothly. I, 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 
if anything, we were a couple of minutes early. Yeah. But I don't think there was any pitch or anything that was late. No, and the refs all knew where to be. And like, yeah. I mean, that was the thing. I mean, I, I know in the, I, I've been at places where one ref does a pitch all day and he's got to have a break after a while. We made sure there were two refs for every pitch. Yeah. So it was like you could do two games and you get a two game break. So everyone, so there's no, no one was getting tired, no one was getting, you know, no. to a point where they just needed a break and all that sort of thing. So, uh, so, so yeah, the, the run another day, I think what we've covered, for that, for the size of tournament that we did, you wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't yeah. change anything personally. No, it's really good. I, I think, I think you, you, you try and get big and I think you risk then getting to a point where it starts going wrong where we're too big yep. we can't get the volunteers we can't get it we can't get the pitches we can't get this and that and we get sort of can't get the parking even we get too big for ourselves yep. I think it was ideal what it was I yeah I wouldn't to, for next year I wouldn't personally for the girls I wouldn't personally I, I'd keep the same format hopefully the under 8s or the under 9s next year will, will have their full 10 uh, but I wouldn't I'd keep it as much as we can the same really yeah um, yeah, absolutely. With a few tweaks on certain things, but yeah, no, it was brilliant. All right, and then of course the under sevens and under eights, they just basically played um, a, a series of friendlies. They had a festival, and then they they all had their medals, which was all presented to them. They all enjoyed it. it was, I mean, I I didn't see the under eights, but the under sevens, they all sat down together. They all came up in division. Had yeah. the, they all stood. Then they all it was really good because I've seen it some where they get their medals, they all walk off. But we were really really quick with it. It was yeah. quite literally as as they've had their medals. They stand for a team photo, and then they're quite literally as they're as they're sitting down, we're calling the next team up, and so they all did it really well. But the rest of the teams, you, uh, I know we were quite quite late doing this because we didn't do it to the Sunday, and that was <laughs> we, another thing we learned from. But you had a great idea. Well, I had an, again, I, whichever tournament I nicked it off is because we were lucky enough we had a, a sound system, which. Again, we could utilise a bit more next year, but one of the things I've been at a tournament is when the winners play, we played, they played the Champions League music. Now, I'd forgot, and I feel bad because the, the first time I remembered it was when my daughter's team had won the tournament. <laughs> I thought, ah, we could play the Champions League music. And, and that was on the Sunday. That was on the Sunday. I'd forgotten we about it on, forgot Saturday. on the Saturday. Completely. Yeah. And she was the first team on the Sunday to do, win it. And I was like, well, yeah, we could do the Champions League here. And that was good. The presentations, I think, we got right, I think. Yeah, because you were really... It wasn't just about, oh, well done. You were actually really, really enthusiastic. You were timing it all really well. Yeah. Even on the Saturday without the music, you were you were timing it right and giving the medal going, yeah, yeah, you. As you see these sort of the Premier League presentations, it, it's not just about, oh, well done, this team, what you come. No, I think... You're making we, the event for them. Yeah, you had to establish it. And I said, I think that is key, is to make an event. I mean... I think where we were good with like having the plate competition, I'm gonna. I, I apologise which team. I think it was down end under 14s, might be. I think, but they'd been. Oh, this was their first time they'd won a tournament, and mm. it made it a big deal for them. And it and that was having the plate. I think they won the plate. Could yeah. could be totally wrong, but whichever team it was, and it made it. And it said it does make an event. And these tournaments, your football. I think we've gone through grassroots. It's not. It's, it is. It might be the only time that they do stuff like that, and it's bonding these children, these girls, into believing that you know that they can achieve things, and you want to do make it special. And I think I said the Champions League music and stuff for the winners. Well, that, that is something special for them. It is something that you know, hopefully that they remember. The be parents will have videos of it and stuff like that. 
but like you said, like you say you plagiarised the the down end um, program. I, I can't I can't remember which tournament I heard the. I thought, oh yeah, I'll have that because um, I don't have an original thought amongst me. I I just nick what I can. But I would recommend anybody who's thinking of setting up a tournament. There are so many. You do go to so many. You will pick up little bits from each tournament. You think, well, that worked. I like that, and incorporate that. And well, yeah. Even to be honest, we had um, we had a state agent um, sponsoring us, and one of the things he gave us uh, the for sale signs as pitch markers. Oh, yeah, I'd seen that years ago at the Rover Supporters Tournament. <laughs> and I was like, I like that. Yeah. And so yeah, they've done it years ago. And fun enough, I was I was there last week. They haven't done this yet. So obviously no. they they've done it one year as a sponsor. But I thought, what an absolutely great idea. Yeah. Pitch markers and it's and it's also they get a sponsor and you know, it's a good pitch marking idea. So it, I was like, yeah. I like that. And it said whatever tournament you do, you go to tournaments and I'm sure there'll be tournaments we go to and you think, I like that, I like that. And um yeah, there's no harm in using other people's ideas. No, absolutely. Um, and then finally, after everything's said and done, everyone's gone, we've got to clear up. Yeah. Now, we did make a mistake on the Sunday, on the Sunday night, didn't we? We, we, we cleared up. I mean, we were late. Mind you, we were late finishing. Eight, was, yeah. we, we finished at seven on the Saturday, and yet on the Sunday, although the women's did go on longer. It did. But we didn't get away till... Eight. Well, there were less of us on the Sunday than the Saturday... Because um, two of the people who were there had to go slightly earlier, and nothing against them, but they, they had to nip away earlier. Yeah, they had other plans. And and so we didn't finish till eight o'clock. And we piled it all around the bin, and then you got a message, didn't you? Yeah, and the the animals, because again, down Summerdale, if anybody knows the area, it's got birds, foxes, all sorts of animals, deer are even in the area. And we left them at an overnight buffet basically in the bins <laughs> and so when the poor people of Somerdale came down they said what the dude are here they and they had to go around picking up rubbish we had when we left everything was in the bins what we didn't consider was on the Saturday the bins weren't as full they were fuller on the Sunday well no I'll tell you what what happened was on the Sunday morning one of those bins was emptied by yeah. one of their staff yeah. the other one wasn't yeah no it and it was the one that wasn't emptied because it was by the control tent, where we were piling everything in and around it, not really considering that. Yeah. I'm sure the animals enjoyed it. Oh, they had a great time. But again, that's a lesson learned, and that will hopefully for next year, fingers crossed, that we are closer to the pavilion, so it won't get left there again. But again, it, it said it, it was a learning curve, and... It was a dry day on the Monday, which is fortunate. I think you know, the staff of someone I didn't mind picking it up. But yeah, could understand their frustrations. But, but clearing up itself, again, we could have done with more volunteers. Could, yeah. Dragging that generator. Oh, the generators. <laughs> I mean, that, that was that was heavy as anything. But with only four of us stood there in the end, trying to get that generator up to the club to put away. That, that was that, horrendous. That, yeah, that was hard work. And there's only a few of us left. that were putting things away in the container. And we're looking around like, any volunteers? Oh, no, just the four No, it's gone again. I suppose, that, that, and I think that, um, again, I imagine it is the same with any um, tournament. Unfortunately, it's the Sunday evening. People are thinking about work on Monday, school on Monday with their kids. I mean, I I took the week off 
work the week after because hmm. um, I knew there was no way I was going to be in a fit state to work on I, I was day. due I was due to go into work but I came down with such a massive <laughs> migraine that night yeah. that I, I couldn't go into work the next day yeah so um, I, I, I get it I said I, I mean in an ideal world like you said I think the bank holiday one is almost a perfect day to do it because you know then you might get more volunteers than well that's Sunday. what we used to do on the bank holiday because you always had the Monday off yeah. that's why we chose that weekend as you well do, yeah if you're doing a tournament there's not many of you Book at least the Monday off after because you will be shattered. Yeah, I'll need it. But, um, but all in all, your reminiscence of the weekend, how do you look back on it? For, I, I look back on it fondly. I do. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. My girls had a brilliant time. I mean, they, I mean, we've not had a brilliant summer in terms of results, my girls. They are, they're still a very new team. We're, we're, still play, we're playing a lot of girls' teams who actually, as under sev- sixes, entered the under seven division as it were last year or yeah or sorry as under sevens sorry went to the under eight division last year so next year or this year coming they'll be under eights in the under eight league and yeah they lost a lot of games because they were under under sevens but they've played a year so a lot of teams we've played have already played a year and they're not massively better than us but they have that understanding yeah but in terms of just going out and having fun and playing together and learning, they've had a fantastic time and they've come away with their medals. And, you know, by the time they've got the medals, it was like, could anyone tell me the score <laughs> in any of those games? What games? You know, they've had a brilliant time. Yeah. So, so I, I look back on the weekend. To me, it was brilliant. I loved it. How about, how about yourself? Yeah, no, the whole weekend, I said, I reffed it. Total success. It was a worry. It was stressful. But yeah, no, with you it was brilliant. I mean, for my, I mean, we've we've split my age group into two teams. Um, uh, we call them the old team, the team that's been going. They, oh, they've had, yeah, a good summer with the tournaments. Generally, I think we've not managed to get over the line, but they've what got to four finals. Yeah, they made a few finals. <laughs> got to four finals. But our new team at our tournament. Um, so they've entered it it's a bunch of new girls and they managed to win the plate final fantastic such a boost for them I mean for a team that's only been going in a lot of girls since March such a boost for them such an amazing experience it was given the two coaches who've taken who will be taking it over a nice boost so stuff like that is what it's all about we had I'd say actually for, for Ryan's team as well after, yeah. the, after the two years they've had to they didn't win but they came. They came runners up runners in, the play. In, in the play, and you you saw on the yeah. on the face of the parents and, and Ryan as well what it meant. What it meant to them to just make that final. Rich in the under fourteens. Yeah, I think they absolutely. got to the plate final as they well. Won. They, they won the plate they final. Won. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Adam in the unders. So, but there was a lot of teams that did well and won. I think, but I said overall we had close to uh, eighty t. I think seventy four teams enter. So close to 76, close to 600 girls and women playing football over the weekend um, on a footballing level and everything like that. Had no issues, we had no negative feedback, obviously, you know, little, little things. But so generally, couldn't fault it, an amazing achievement, something to be very proud of, something I'll look back on in a few years' time. With, I'm, I know that with total pride and thing that I was part of it. Um, so I think for the club, again, we've set up the foundation now. Mm. So it is now 
it'll be down to people at Fry's and everybody involved how it evolves now. Yeah. So, so the, the, the base is there. So it's Absolutely. brilliant. Okay. That's it for our first... That's it for this podcast. And that's actually it for the, the first season of our podcast. Nine episodes. Um, I'll ask you, Mark. That's the end of the first season. It was a short season because we didn't start till a bit later into right. it. What did you, what have you, what's your thought on our first season of the podcast? I'll, I'll, I'll actually go first um, because my favourite podcast, I've actually listened to it back <laughs> once or twice since, is, is The Walk. I, I really enjoyed listening to that one. And I refer back to that one because how much did we actually raise for the hospice in the end? It was, was it over three? On, over on the day, over £3,000. And obviously 50% we raised for the club as well. So I think in total six grand was raised plus what Gaz has done with his, what Gaz has raised. His, and what, his day he did a, a tournament itself yeah, yeah and other things and we did um so i think in total for the hospice now fries we're running at about seven thousand two hundred pounds we've raised which for a small um, club is fantastic it, and in these in these tough times is tough uh, but again I said half of that has been and also you'd be looking at close to seven thousand pounds we've raised for the club as well yeah so again i'll look back to be part of that um something that's raised close to 14 15 pounds over a few years it's probably one of my biggest accomplishments and the biggest thing one of the biggest things i'm proudest of so yeah that that would be a good one i'm glad i'm glad somebody's listening to the podcast i've still not listened to one yet but in terms of actually doing the podcast which has been your sort of most enjoyable one to do do you think i enjoyed the refs one yeah i thought that was interesting um with alex and brad when the, and their experiences and everything that that, that i enjoyed the refs one mm. um I enjoy, different people's understanding yeah. people's views on it yes i also enjoyed the wembley one Again, that was because that's part of that is the day out and the experience, yeah. Isn't it? yeah so that was definitely. that was awesome. I mean, don't get you wrong, listeners, I've enjoyed all of them, yeah. So. <laughs> um, and then, and the underlying thing for me, I said I haven't listened to them, but thinking about what we said is none of it grassroots football cannot be done without volunteers, mm. yes. Um, and if you're out there listening and you don't volunteer and you think, well, but you enjoy your football, you enjoy your child playing football or being part of any sport, whatever sport you're involved with, football, rugby, swimming, running, just go to them, ask the people at that club, is there anything I can do? You might not know football, but like we said, admin, helping with the admin, helping organise stuff, organising an event, trying to raise money for it will help children help your child in the future so yeah get involved and help and that's something that coming back is yeah and I also, and that's what something that I, I will draw from a number of the podcasts that we've discussed coming out of it it's and you've mentioned it a number of times it's being part of a community yeah. and that we've actually drawn out of a number and even even the even the tournament the people who've helped out have been part of our sort of club community haven't yeah. they and it's been that you know, you, they've supported it because they, they are part of it and that's what helps. And... and that's what it's about, is to be part of a community, be part of it. I mean, I think was, we discussed my, one of my um, boys in art in, 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 the, in the under-16s this year. A lot of it is for him. He is now part of a community. It is his safe space. I mean, well, it might only be our family there tomorrow, but we're going to go down to Somerdale to watch the England Lionesses play the Denmark tomorrow. 
And if, if I had to say, Corey, where do you want to go on holiday? And his ideal holiday place would be down Somerdale for two weeks, pitched up in a tent and stuff like that, because he is part of that community. He's safe. Everybody knows who he is. And it's... it's so it can bring so much to people's lives, like I said. To be part of a community, the children, the girls, the boys, of Fry's. So hopefully they've got an understanding of, say, the Children's Hospice Southwest. Um... And you know we are getting a, hopefully getting a reputation as a as a nice friendly club. Are we a club that wins top of the first division in every age group? No, not by a, not by a stretch because we we're, we're not. It's that if if any manager or any person involved, if you want to get involved with and you want to put on your CV that you won the under 13s third division title, then Fry's JFC is probably not the club for you. If you want to be part of a community enriching people's lives and come on down and help us out we'd love yeah. to see you yeah absolutely brilliant alright that's uh, that's it Mark thank you very much it's been, that's the end of that's, it. that's the end of the first season of the podcast we're going to hopefully come back probably in September I know that I said at least one of the ideas the secretary has mentioned about doing one about the process of getting the season going and he's even talked about doing a video cast I know it's, it's it's a brave new world I, I out there. I would not be involved in a video Te- cast. Technology is a brave new world. It's it's astounding. But even if not video, then he talked about a podcast about uh, like the process of, of getting the club into position to start the season as as one we could possibly talk about. But um, that's it for the summer. I hope you all have an enjoyable summer. Mark, thank you so much. It's been an awesome nine episodes in in my view. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have send us an email telling us why you've enjoyed it, telling us ideas, what you'd want. If you haven't enjoyed it, um, contact some other team. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, thank you very much. Um, Thank you, Andy, and thank you, listeners. Hopefully you've all enjoyed it. Have a great summer. And And see you in September. See you in September. See you in September. Yep. Awesome stuff. Don't forget, you can email us your questions, comments, random thoughts, Anything you want to share with us at greengreengrassroots at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Fry Club JFC, on Facebook, which is Fry Club Junior FC, and the club website, which is www.fryclubjfc.co.uk. You can type out a review on Apple Podcasts, and if you like us, then please give us five stars on Spotify. You've been listening to a We Haven't Got a Clue What We're Doing production produced and edited by Andy Glover. <laughs>